Um, for those that don't know you, you are Aussie Sack. You are um, a senior product manager um, at Shell. You've just finished up over there, um, and you're coming on to to sort of be a part of our our Rising Stars podcast. So thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Sure. Awesome. So um, I guess for the people listening, you know, they want to know a bit more on you um, and what what you do. I mean, talk talk to me on on where you've just been, the journey that you've sort of uh, had at Shell and um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what 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 you've been up to? Introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so I've been at Shell since the beginning of this year, as I was hired as a contract product manager. And what really interested me in this role was the fact that it was something new. Um, it was about uh, data analysis, which I hadn't got involved in much recently. So I thought this would be a nice opportunity for me to grow into um, product manage some data related products. And also work at Shell, which is, people may not know, is the biggest company in the United Kingdom. <laughs> they used to yeah. be based in the Netherlands and have recently moved into the UK headquarters. So I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. It was here in the news, you know, made a lot of profits, etc. So it was quite exciting. And so I joined in January. Um, there was a lot to take in because I didn't know much about data and data analysis, etc. So it was a lot to take in. It was good. I, I developed a lot. And I got to meet a lot of great people there, and I'm glad that I did it. And so um, I learned a lot up there in terms of Shell itself as a company and all of the great things that they're doing. Uh, you know, all, all the things that you see from the outside about all of their initiatives into renewables, et cetera. It's, you know, it's a big thing over there for them as well. Uh, but in my role in particular, it was focused on um, the oil trading side of it because obviously you know the biggest income for shell is the oil side and so what they do is which a lot of people may not know is that shell is involved in a lot of trading of oil itself not just producing it and selling it via their petrol stations which is obviously a big thing as well but what they do is they actually trade it on the market so it's buying and selling hedging making bets etc uh, so because it's their main business, right? So they got a they got, got some risk risk exposure to oil prices and all the derivatives of oil, such as gasoline, diesel, um, diesel fuel, all of those different fuels that comes out of oil. And sure. so um, I already knew about oil going into this, mm-hmm. but I didn't mm-hmm. know about the data analysis side. So they've actually got a team in there that looks at uh, the fundamental data that drives the demand and supply of oil. So this is something that was new to me. I didn't know there were a whole bunch of data vendors out there that provide this yeah. data, Yeah. that provide a whole bunch of data for, okay, um, we've got petrol. Okay, what's the demand for it? So there's actually data vendors out there that provide a per country, wow. both, both past, present, and future forecast of the demand of each type of fuel. Wow. wow. So you've got fuel, oil, gasoline, LPG, all parts of the, what they call in the barrel. Yeah. There's demand data in there for them that they forecast based off of a number of different intakes that they have. They have all their own sort of unique methodology for doing that. And, and also the same goes for supply data. So they've got um, a lot of good intelligence on the refineries, where the yeah. sort of supply is coming from, where the ships are flowing, you know, in terms of bunkering, which is uh, fueling for ships. 
and also inventories, how much space there is, is it full, empty, all of this massive amounts of data and intelligence, even using drones to measure how full a tank is, can be very important data. <laughs> exactly. And That's... this this whole new world that got open to me. It's very exciting. Um, so Please. I was personally focusing on the demand data, but obviously there's other teams that I worked with that were relying on inventory and supply, etc. But I was focusing on demand data, and uh, what's interesting is that they've got a team of analysts that look at this data and, and come up with their own view of what the actual demand is. Okay, well, you've got a number of vendors which say, for example, UK has X amount of demand forecast in the future for mm -hmm. diesel, but then a different vendor has a different view. But then the I Shell, know. exactly, yeah. Shell has its own estimation of where they Wow. We're back. I don't know. Sorry, what I think I lost That's you for okay. a bit there. No worries. Carry yeah. on from my so, I carry on. Yeah. So um so they've got they've got a special um intelligence in Shell because they've got petrol stations, so they know how much they're selling. And yeah. therefore, they can kind of estimate where demand is or where it's going and also of GDP. So you've got GDP data. Or we think there's going to be X amount of growth in the future that I can kind of estimate where that is. So that they think in all this intelligence come up with their own view of where they think demand is going to be in the future. And they have obviously their own, you know, special algorithms and everything, which um, you don't need to go into. But they take all of this intelligence and come up with their own view of where they think the market's going to be or where it is right now so that the traders in the end can make an educated decision on what to trade so an I example mean, could be yeah yeah, yeah. an wow. example could be a trader thinks oh i think the maybe less rest of the year the demand is going to go down for example about the, the data the analysts may contradict that i said well, actually we think it's going to go up and then they can use that intelligence and see where is this coming from make an educated and guess as to whether it's going to go up or then, etc., or even um, you know, support their view. So, very exciting area. <laughs> yeah, massively. I mean, that is incredibly interesting, Ozzy. And I, 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 it's not often that you, you know, you dive into so much detail on what someone's been doing until you sort mm. of really get an idea on how big these companies are and and how much is in you know involved in, like mm. you said, just a simple sort of trade that someone might do it's amazing so um so that's what you've been up to that's what you've been yeah. sort of doing michelle and like you said that sort of data world side of, of mm. product has really sort of been opened up to you which is brilliant mm -hmm. and that leads me to ask why product what was it about product and how did you sort of get into product that's another good question there's two yeah. there take your time no rush yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what got me into product it was by accident I have to say it was an organic growth. Um, so I've got a computing background. I did after my degree, I went into um, software companies and by accident ended up at a software firm that was on the commodity trading side. And so that's how I go into the sort of commodity space in trading. And I started off initially as sort of like application support consultant and sort of naturally grew from there. So I never really saw myself as a purely technical person, like a developer. Mm. And I never really saw myself as purely business like sales or commercial, 
as well. So I always kind of liked being both in, in, in between. And I think that's something that's unique about product, which I, which I love, which is the sort of like being uh, at the forefront of both spheres. And you know, you can talk both their languages. And that's what's yeah. kind of really exciting to me. And so kind of gradually over time, as my career, career developed, I went into sort of like team lead management. And I actually saw some role models in my company who were product managers. And I was like, well, what does it mean to be a product manager? And I thought they had a lot of influence and sort of guided a lot of where the company was going in terms of their kind of decision making and uh, and their ideas. So I thought this is something that's really interesting and I could grow my career. And however, product managers were usually quite senior people. And I was like, well, what's a stepping stone I can use to get there? And I was like, well, business analysis seems to be a very natural way to progress into product role. Uh, because if you're, you know, like, let's say a team leader or management role in the sort of application support and implementation space, um, I thought, well, where would my, where can I go with my career? I mean, I could stay in this role or I can develop in something different, which would be, again, business analysis slash product management. So I became a BA and then naturally sort of learned about agile, product ownership, et cetera, and then organically grew into the product manager role, which, again, it wasn't by choice. I just thought, oh, this looks interesting and, you know, like a natural yeah. growth. Um, so that, that's how I kind of stumbled my way into product management. Yeah. That's brilliant. I mean, it does seem to be the, uh, the like you said, the organic route in into mm. product. Um, and obviously you said there that the BA route was your way in, um, mm -hmm. and that's a good step into, into getting into product. Is there mm -hmm. any other steps into product? Is there any other way? You can, I mean, obviously you get people that go sort of straight into it and throw themselves mm -hmm. in the deep end, but is there, is there any other way of that you'd sort of may have done differently if you, if you could have done, um, thinking about it, you know, back then to now, is there anything that you would have changed or, or done differently to get into product? I actually don't think I would have changed anything because having an experience in a different part of the business is very useful. As you said, I mean, if I knew this in advance, I could have started being as a junior BA, for example, and I'm working my way up. But I think I'm quite glad I did other parts of the business. So I now have a an appreciation for, for example, the app support teams and the support teams because I know all the problems that they go through. And I also know about team management. Now, if I was purely BA product manager, I may not have necessarily done any line management whatsoever. Sure. And that also teaches you about team building, dealing with difficult situations, et cetera, and incident management and all of these. So you get a well-rounded, I've got a well-rounded sort of upbringing in that sense yeah. uh, from a both technology and sort of business perspective. And that's why I think I wouldn't have changed anything. But if somebody really wants to go product, yeah, and I think I guess the easier direct route would be business analysis because that's kind of like natural development from there yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I have seen other people go into straight into product management, like for example, from yeah. a purely technical background, they were like developers or QA, yeah, and yeah. then they move into product, and that's also possible. True, yeah. true. No, you're right. You've got a really well-rounded, um, you know, experience, and I think having that hands-on sort of like you said you know uh, support roles and, and things like that and really sort of mm. growing from the ground up really um within within tech it's great um and career development is this a, is it i hear this all the time when i quite like to sort of defeat any any stereotypes or, mm. or you know stigma around products and 
Career development, is that something that when you're looking at, uh, at new positions or, or particular companies as such, is career development, that, that sort of promise that you're going to have a, a career developed and nurtured and growth, is that something that's really quite important to, to you within products? Is that something that you, that you, you know, look for as such? Yes, I definitely do. I mean, um, it's important to be at an organisation that will... Uh, nurture career development and this doesn't necessarily mean you're going to become a manager but it means you're going to learn extra skills and that's you know one of the main reasons why I've kind of maybe changed roles not necessarily because I was unhappy but I thought it was more career opportunities in terms of developing different skills working yeah. in different environments so I you know I worked at a smallish company and then moved into bigger and bigger companies because you get a different perspective, different organization, different mm. sector even. Uh, because mm. you know I was in as a software, and then at a financial company, and then finally at a big oil major. So it's not only is it change in organization, team structure, uh, sector, but also career opportunities because I get to learn so many different things about. As I said, so I learned about commodity trading, but then I also learned. About Sorry, Ozzy, I think we I lost think you then. We lost, got, yeah, so I keep, uh, yeah, my connection keeps dropping for some reason. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, so as I just repeat my last few seconds there. Yeah, yeah. I think people should really, um, and I would as well, look to move into organizations that does nurture this uh, growth in terms of learning different skills, perhaps not necessarily moving positions, but the ability to take on different projects and learn different parts of uh, the business, yeah. Awesome. That's great. And I guess that links into my next question quite well. Any sort of tips and advice for, for someone trying to get into product? Mm. Um, I know that, you know, you've been very fortunate in the, in the companies that you work with um, and, and the development and the routine that you've had which mm -hmm. is great. But by no means was it given to you. You've worked very yes. hard for it. So, mm. um, you know, is there any sort of tips and advice that you'd give someone going into product? Yeah, well, um, depends where you are in your career, obviously. But um, <laughs> if you're somebody who is fairly junior and you're, you know, early on in your career, and I think you've got everything going for you, it's, I mean, I've been to several product management conferences, and it is definitely a growing area. You know, product management didn't really exist much 20 years ago, and it's kind of grown out of particularly from the agile movement because of this the whole concept of a product owner which now exists has kind of grown into its own um and has come out of it as being like product management is very important and and so if you're if you're a new person i think one of the most important skills that will demonstrate your strength as a product manager is oh, several skills but for me has been prioritization and that's something that a lot of people struggle with. So um, prioritization means making the right decisions with limited resources, limited amount of data that you have. And that is a hard skill to get. And you only kind of develop it over time. Um, because some people, they're like, if they're in a difficult situation, like, oh, I don't know what to do, I have to make a decision, you panic. And so <laughs> important thing as a product manager is having a calm approach don't be afraid to ask questions. 
ask for other people to help and chime in. Don't feel like you're alone and develop this skill of prioritization. And to be able to prioritize, obviously, you have to have the right amount of um, sort of input, right? To be able to make a decision between do we do A or do we do B, which one do we do first, do we do last? You have to then have the full amount of information. You have to know what the business wants, what's the business strategy, yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly what are our capabilities, what are the competing priorities. If we were to do this instead of the other one next, what would be the impact? So you have to do a lot of impact analysis within a short amount of time and think about the possible outcomes that come down from there. And so therefore, I think prioritization skill as a skill set, I would recommend a lot of people develop. Um, they're early in the current even going to product management. And that's that's like um, that's one of the things that I really think is, is a big important for somebody growing their career. If you're further down in your career, let's say and you want to move into product management, let's say you're a senior developer or a lead. And I think this is staying. This is uh, something that you know, you may not necessarily have done in your role because you didn't have responsibility over roadmaps. You didn't yeah. have responsibility over deciding whether to do one thing or another or not doing anything at all. So that's an important skill I think I would recommend to everybody looking into product, um, looks at doing, is it something I can, I, can I handle the pressure to be able to make those decisions? And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's wicked. I mean, it's a great piece of advice. I think prioritization in any role is really crucial, especially mm. within sort of the product space. Um, you're juggling. It seems like you're doing three, four jobs at once, mm. isn't it, with, with products? So I think, yeah, prioritization is, is a key key skill to, to, to master. And as a software guy, I know that you're banging into software, which is great. Mm. Um, what's your favorite area of tech? Is there anything at the moment that's really sort of, catch catch caught your eye you know uh ai big thing um mm -hmm. is that something that, that poses an interest to you um yes i mean i haven't directly been involved with ai yet however yeah. i know it's coming up and it's something that we were going to look at in my previous role um particularly when it comes to things like forecasting so yeah. not necessarily chat gpt style ai which i haven't really got involved into but i know that's a whole new area um but i think for me um most interesting thing for me has been um the data side in terms of databases and intelligence so yeah. the thing that opened really opened my eyes in the shell is just the purely the amount of data that's available and what you can do with it you know it's the information is there it's just we don't know how to structure it and display it and find out patterns from it because we know that there's unbelievable amount of data out there and we can make use of it but we just need to know how to structure it and find any patterns and there's and that's a difficult job to do and that's why we have data scientists who kind of work on yeah. this as a full-time job so just to give you an example there's um for example patterns of movement of ships in the world which they try because they can kind of plot where ships are going and using mm. that determine what um, the demand will be for the amount of fuel that they will need. So that is like the data is there. It's just how do you process it? What algorithms do you use to come up with a model that yeah. accurately represents what's that's going to happen? And I think that area is still to be developed. And I think AI is obviously in there, but we need to it's still very early stages. Yeah, massively. No, I think that's really interesting. You know, I talk to lots of people daily and um, 
favorite area of tech is such a good question because it you know it always comes up and mm. like you said the world of data is really this year being sort mm. of opened up to you um and then so yeah i completely completely get that but the integration with ai i think mm. will really make a big difference um at some point whatever that difference will be we don't yeah. know but it will be it will make a difference and Definitely. i guess the final question something that's quite personal really um mm. what is product now <laughs> that was the response I wanted. Um, yeah, it's different to everyone. And yeah. what would be your definition of product in your in your case? What what is product? Product I would actually say is very similar to a service. So if you've got the concept of you're providing a service to a customer, you can then package that into something, and that's actually a product. So it could be, okay, I'm looking at it from an IT perspective, but obviously product is not just IT. It could be anything, right? Uh, but from a, just purely from an IT perspective, it's we are, as a product managers, owning and are responsible for delivering a product to a customer. But in the end, it's a service that we're providing to them. They're logging onto a system, looking at something, a web page, app, whatever it is. At the end of the day, we are providing providing a value. So product is like a packaged and nicely delivered compact piece of service that we're providing to clients. Um, and that is contrasted to, let's say, a project, which is something completely different. Because a lot of the time people are like, well, what's the difference between project management and product management? And I don't want to go into that, but <laughs> they are two very different things. Product yeah. is something that, as I said, yeah, is nicely packaged and uh, sort of service that can be provided to clients that provides value to them. Obviously, that's the ultimate thing, right? Value to the customer. Yeah. They have to yeah. be using it to either solve a problem or to provide an efficiency or provide them some kind of value that will help their business to either cut costs or turn profit or save time. So there's many things that it does. And that's how I kind of see it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that answers all of my all of my questions. And I think that's given such a big and broad insight into a what, what you've been up to, b sort of how you got there and and, and c what, what really sort of makes you tick and why, why product. So I think that's um, that's it for today. I mean, thank you very much, Ozzy. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's great to great to share, you know, what you've been up to with everyone else. So appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh,